Are you there, God? It's us, Sid King and Becca Stevenson. We are two girls who started this podcast because there's a rumor that good girls go bad and sometimes they go sad, but mostly they go wherever we, we want. So we're here to unpack our religious drama together. And that's right. We did say drama because as we all know, the best parts of religion are performative. Just a reminder, we're not here to bash. We're just here to bond, play some games and have some fun. Exactly. Love it. Well, we're really, really excited about our guest today. Um, we've been trying to trying to schedule him for a little while. And this is actually our first um, male good girl, which mm-hmm. we love because we have been saying that it is a gender, gender neutral term. A gender neutral term. So we're really happy that you get to be our first <laughs> guinea pig. We love it. Um, super, super excited. I've known this guest for about a year, I would say. And um, I met him on his extremely vibey trivia comedy show at Baby Brasa. Those of you who are in New York City will know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, super fun time, Sunday fun day. Hopefully when they release it again, and when they start the show again, we will let you know when that is. Um, but we're really excited to introduce you to Christopher Chui. He's an actor and writer in New York City, and he's a host for Amazon Live and just an all-around incredible fun person. Welcome, Chris. Oh, look at that. Welcome. Thanks, ladies. We're so happy to have you. We're so happy to have I'm you. I'm excited to be here and unpack the uh, little Catholic boy life that my parents paid way too much money for probably. We love it. We love an expensive, expensive religious trauma. Like, the more you mm-hmm. paid for it, the better, I think. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah, I'm in the same boat as you. So you said you were raised Catholic. Yes. Yes, I'm very. in the same boat as you. Yes, very Catholic. Did you altar serve whole nine yards? I did the whole thing. I did, uh, I got the middle name, did the whole- Ooh, what's your confirmation saint? Confirmation, oh, Matthew. Matthew, Ooh, which Good Matthew? solid one. Yeah, which Matthew? Just- I have no idea. I think- Okay. I'm- yeah, but I was named after, but I was named after, isn't St. Christopher like the one for travel? Oh. Yes, I think yeah. so. Yeah, so my mom always gives me little rosary beads and every time I travel, I get the little Christian card. So I have this little box in my apartment that has all those special. That's so sweet. Do you have That's one awesome. of the, uh, do you have a medallion? I've got a medallion, got the rosary. I've got the coin. I have mm-hmm. a little um, square um saint christopher and saint prayer card yes yeah in the prayer card yes in my nice travel wall that i always carry around with me like when i travel out of state so wasn't there a thing if you if you die (laughs) and that's in your wallet you go straight to heaven what there's like a necklace that you can wear that if you die while you're wearing it you go straight to heaven that feels very un-catholic i just have to say get out of jail free card (laughs) feels like the indulgences era you know Yes. Back when saying, so if you made a mistake, you just pay for it with actual money. I love it. Well, Chris, um, uh, that, that sounds very Catholic to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Well, so I didn't, I didn't grow up Catholic. I grew up just like regular Protestant um, Methodist. So I am like very intrigued by, first of all, Sid's knowledge level, because I never went to religious school. And also just like the bells and whistles that come with Catholicism. I'm like obsessed. It's we have so a lot of accoutrement a lot of a lot of tools a lot of accessories we really we deck ourselves out I yeah. love it yeah it's like a it's like if RuPaul was a religion <laughs> yes amazing yes 
exactly what the Catholic Church wants you to say. <laughs> some, of, some of those, when I went to Rome, some of those outfits those priests wear. I can't. They're, 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 they're like a club kid. Basically, <laughs> yes. And then, so. Into the box. Like, you wouldn't even know. They would just fit right in. Mm -hmm. And then they have like backup dancers, like the ultra servers and everything. And you got the, you got the little boys, little girls there ready too. It's like, what the what's going on? You know what? RuPaul is a priest at the end of the day. Gives mass and then, yes, there's an audience. There's worship for sure. They, yes. Very much so. Love it. That's great. Well, I feel like we've kind of like, we've gotten into the question a little bit, but we would love to hear you tell us a little bit about your good girl origin story. Um, what kind of made you the good girl that you are today, or maybe that you once were, if you're not. Oh, I was such a good girl. Love it. Growing up, like I could do, I remember at uh, Holy Family, that's the name, that's the school I went to, the boys, right? Um, so once you hit uh grade three or four or five i forget grade five right so i went till i was 10 right they would all leave and they would, they would go to the school called nudgy which is like this all boys catholic school but because i guess i was very creative growing up my parents were like nah, we're not gonna send them to an all boys school let's focus on sport so then i went to pu uh, public school and then i went to private school for high school but um I remember I was eight years old and I never got detention, nothing. And all the boys got a brick and threw it at someone. And they got the whole group of us 15 guys in trouble. I remember just crying, crying. I was like, I can't get in trouble. Like, I can't do anything wrong. Group Not punishment it. was such a thing. Oh and it like- oh, they, they, had, they had their old canes on the wall. <gasps> yeah, because they, they had the canes. And what, what the story was like, uh, I guess you could still cane kids in like the 80s in Australia, probably. But they, like, our teachers would tell us, like, oh, back in the day. Um, the good old days. Beat kids. They'd pull their skirts up and cane them behind their legs. But they, they would make you put your head under the desk. So when they hit you, your head hit the thing as well. Oh my gosh. And your hands out. And my mom went to Catholic school as well. My mom's like, yep, that's what used to happen. Because my mom used to laugh a lot in school. So she'd get the cane a lot. But one You're of my laughing? had a cane on her wall. Wow. That oh, is that's so fascinating. So were you taught by nuns and priests? No, we weren't taught by nuns and priests, but we did have nuns and priests. We had like, you know, class and church and all that your religion stuff. class yes they were just religion wandering class. we had chapel i think we chapel pretty much every day mm -hmm. um and um yeah it was yeah you had to behave really really well uniform all that fun stuff that's so intense you could come around and say hello to everyone i remember meeting him for the first time and i was so scared because Everyone asks, you know, oh, are you married? Are you married? And he goes, yes. And he told them, to you. And I was like, fuck! <laughs> Not to God? <laughs> Father Francis, this big opal ring. He's like, yes, children, I'm married to you. And I was like, what the hell? I was like seven years old. I said, get me out of here. <laughs> oh, that's strange. That's old story. It's trauma. It was traumatizing. It was traumatizing. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah. It was, and I, of course, everyone was white there, and I'm this mixed race kid, so no one knew who what it was. 
<laughs> as well. So I grew up in a predominantly white neighborhood in Australia. And then my, you know, my dad's Chinese, Malaysian, mom's Italian, Irish. So they had never seen someone that looked like me. You mean incredible head of hair? <laughs> I, had, I had very good hair. I don't know what's happening now today, but I had very good hair, yeah. What is like the religious makeup of Australia? Because I don't think of Australia as being like a very, very place. It's like, like for Christmas, people take two weeks off. Like when I first moved to America, I was like, you guys go back to work after Christmas. <laughs> like, like you have Easter off for like a week. Um, it's 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 um predominantly Christian. Oh, now it's way more diverse. But when I was growing up, I was always around. We like a lot of us went to church on Sundays. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very interesting. So even though your mom had this like traumatic experience with her Catholic school, she still wanted you to go to Catholic school. Yeah, <laughs> love it. It's like a fraternity. <laughs> oh, it definitely was. But they were, I think they were much harder in like the sixties, like in the 60s yeah. That's so going back to your group punishment, do you think that was like your good, good girl origin story? You're like, well, now I just can never mess up. Oh, I never messed up. No. And then that's even when I, um, I, when I, when I started acting, acting, I remember my acting coach goes, Christopher, good boys, like nice boys can't act. So then evidently moving to New York when I was what, 20, 1920, um, like what, 12 years ago, um, of course, I was like, now's my time just to get <laughs> I remember one of my old agents say, like, Christopher, you can get away with murder. <laughs> I feel like that's a very positive trait for acting. Like, it's like, if you, well, look, I was always taught um, it's easier to ask for forgiveness than permission. So just do it and see what happens. What's the worst of being happened? I mean, that's how I live my life. Now that's how you live your life? I think I've always lived my life like that. Just ask for... Uh, like asking for forgiveness is easier than asking for permission. So just go and do it. And yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm a big ask for permission girl myself. <laughs> once I moved to New York, like once I came out of the school, but then I traveled a lot in my teens. Mm-hmm. Um, like, oh, like my mom is so religious. We went to Lourdes where they saw Mother Mary mm-hmm. and she got dipped in the, in the, the water. water. And I remember going there with my brother and there was nuns drinking beer and we, like, for two days we drove from Rome to Lourdes we took the train and we drove me and my brother were like what it, it, it's like a movie just not so many nuns people going there um I remember hotel um they only had croissants and coffee and then my mom and dad were out all day and me and my brother would just like run around um but we did drink me and my brother mom and dad didn't do that did, have you been to the Vatican Yes, been to the Vatican. Yeah. Did, did, did you cry? Uh, actually, you know what? I don't remember my trip to Rome that much. I remember we, um, I remember shopping. Mm-hmm. I, remember, I, remember, I remember my dad getting my first Prada in Rome. Wow. Oh. Well, that was good. Yeah. So it was like, it was a trade off. We had to go everywhere. Mm-hmm. Mom wanted to go to the Vatican. And she went, she, her and dad did the whole walk. And me and my brother were like, yeah, no, we're just going to go troop around the Colosseum. Um, but they went up and saw where they're buried and up those stairwells and stuff. But we were like, yes. some of these priests have like awesome clothes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, that's, where, that's where the money went. <laughs> okay. Remember when I said RuPaul is a priest? RuPaul is the Pope. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Carson Presley is a priest. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, mm. yeah I see that. But when I was there, was Francis the Pope? Because Francis is famously like 
I don't know. I'm humble. I don't need all this cool stuff. But before that, Benedict the 16th, he was like, put the robes on me. I want to be weighed down so much that I can't even move. I mean, it is very beautiful. Like, yeah, like the Sistine Chapel, it's stunning. Mm -hmm. um, it's gorgeous. But, I mean, look, it was an experience going. And I kind of like, Lewis is fun. Like, not only people can say they've been there and drank the water and been blessed by the water. Yeah. My mom still has bottles of it. You're going to live forever. So yes. it's like a, it's a like healing. Oh wow! You like a pilgrimage there to get. Well, it must healed. be why you have such good skin. Yeah. I, I mean, I I washed, but I didn't bathe. My dad took my mom at like four a.m. one morning, and she wow. got fully bathed and submerged in it. Um, but me and my brother were like, no, we're just gonna eat this after the sleep. Are there like people protecting it, or is it kind of just like an open well? Uh so there's so there's people protecting it. Like there's lines and stuff, but then they have taps. And you go oh. And you like wash your face and your hands, and you drink it. And you put it in the um, in the bottles, but it's pretty it's pretty intense though. Like there's people who pay a lot of money. Like I, I my brother actually like is pretty. My brother's pretty quiet uh, now. He's a bit more outspoken, but he was um, normally keeps his opinions to himself. He said, "Christopher, like it's a bit sad because you have a a lot of parents bringing their sick kids there that are or." I, grandparents who mm -hmm. have to pass and hoping for a miracle and I mean zipping my mouth yes no I understand that was a my mouth. that so was a my big brother, my brother to say that that's a big statement and it's kind of true like but it was an experience and I do have faith of course I do think there is something bigger than us mm -hmm. um, but some of the riches, I mean, that the hat every Sunday, I was like, how much money do we need? Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. I do, but it is, but it is that experience. Like, I love St. Patrick's Cathedral. I'm not sure if it's Catholic, though, the one on Fifth Avenue. I think it, it is. is. I think it is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that's stunning. Like, I go there, I'll donate to that, because that place is pretty beautiful. John the Divine, though, the one by Columbia, is, like, non-denominational. Oh, I've been there. I think it's non-denom, or it's like Presbyterian or something, but it's not necessarily Catholic. But it is one of the five biggest houses of worship in the world. Wow, Cathedral of Saint John the Divine, like size-wise, it's huge. Yeah. And you know who? You know who told me that? Who? Monet Exchange. All comes back to RuPaul's Drag Race. No way. I mean, I I heard. I've actually only watched maybe half an hour of RuPaul's Drag Race in my whole life. Oh. I've probably, if you put all the hours together of how much Drag Race I've watched, it's probably like a three-year-old baby. <laughs> I've never watched it either. I know who Monet exchanges. Like, I just right, the right. Mm -hmm. The first time I actually watched half of it was uh, this last Christmas at my friend's apartment. He's like, you've never watched it before? I'm like, no, I haven't. Binging Drag Race over Christmas is a rite of passage. Well, then, I'm, then I'm gonna watch more than half an episode then. It's kind of one of those things where like, I, I this happens to me a lot I feel like I'm behind a trend of doing something and I'm like well I'll never do it like I'm like like yeah. watching Drag Race is a big one I never watched Game of Thrones because I was like I missed it I missed the boat can't catch up mm -hmm. succession I'm experiencing that now I'm like never did it can't do it now I'll just have to live the rest I, of I was, you know what I was about to say succession as well but I didn't want to talk, but yeah I haven't watched it yet that's bad considering I've got some friends on that I've you watch their part though, right? You, you watch I want their acting clips on their reels, but I'm like, I want to get into something else. Like, yeah, not a binge session. 
I was mad after watching the first episode of Succession because um, in the first episode, they're in a theme park that they own. And so I thought the whole series is about them owning theme parks. And it's not. It's really not. I'm like a Disney adult. Christopher, you don't know me very well. Oh, I love a Disney adult. <laughs> oh, they're my favorite people in the world. Why? Let's oh, they're rich. They're rich. They're, um, they're entitled. And they have opinions. The best people. Catholics. That's it. Catholics and Disney adults. I, I really, um, I was on someone else's podcast this week talking about like the pipeline from very religious to Disney adult. Is that so you, real? You oh, need- I have to, I'm writing something about that this week for uh, <laughs> set. I mean, I love a Disney and I love a Disney adult because they, yeah, opinionated, they're rich, they're entitled. I'm not rich. Like when they, it doesn't happen outside of it, but when they're at Disney World, like they line up for hours for a popcorn bucket. I'm like, does it get any better than that? Like, you're 40 years old and single, and you're lining up against kids to get a figment popcorn bucket. That's amazing. Like, that's so funny. Okay, one, drag me through the coals. Two, you know who figment is, so you're part of the problem. Yeah. I went to Disney World. I'm, oh, we first went to Disney World uh, with my mates from Australia like six years ago. We extended our trip twice. Wow. Yeah. That's a, that sounds entitled and rich to me. Uh, and Catholic. So Catholic, yeah, that's so funny. Yeah, I we went to Disney World one time. I famously got lost and it was very traumatic for my whole family. But um, I'm going to like probably mention that on every single podcast episode, it seems. <laughs> but I, I am fascinated by Disney adults. And my high school boyfriend was they were not Disney people. And he had his honeymoon at Disney World with his wife. Disney adults are not born. They are made. And I firmly stand by that. But he also became really religious. He had a, he had some he had some big downsides when we dated, and then he's had like a religious resurgence and a Disney adult resurgence. And he's like a different person. Like he was like this cool boy, and now he's like an adult who wears a Mickey Mouse hat at his honeymoon. It's fascinating. Um, yeah, I mean, I not gonna lie, I did end up on Disney Talk the other day. Oh, Disney Talk drama between um between the Disney TikTokers. It's very interesting. Tell me more. Oh, some of them are like, some of them are old cast members and they get in fights with each other. Oh, the old, oh. old cast members love to fight with each other. They really oh, do. Better. I'm like, come on guys, you were making $12 an hour. Like, you're being exploited. So that's, like, so really yeah. That much about ma- I'm making someone the fucking magical day. Like. Yeah, I, I don't know exactly where I fall on that. So my sister does work for Disney, but like in a corporate function. So she I'm I don't that's the reason I get to go is like she gets us free tickets because of her job um I'm not rich but if anyone wants to sponsor this podcast we are open to sponsorships literally whoever we are not above (laughs) taking a sponsorship we don't agree with unless it's really bad we have some standards but we have some standards like blue chew would be a stretch but I think we could make it work what (laughs) It's like erectile dysfunction gum. Am I making oh, that? I would do that. That sounds like oh, a good cause. I thought Roman ED yeah. was for eating disorders oh, and not erectile dysfunction. So I saw something on TikTok the other day that was like, like you fall into one of three different categories. Either um, ED to you means early decision for college, oh eating God. disorder, or erectile dysfunction. And they are three distinct phases in your life. And I have had two of them. So, <laughs> congrats on your early acceptance into school. I was going to say, same, I guess. So much. I guess now a Disney adult and two out of the three EDs. Perfect. Wait, so are you considering yourself a Disney adult? 
Mm, I wouldn't say that. I think I would okay. be more of a, a Voyager. Okay. Okay. A Disney yeah. in training. I watch it. I like a lot. Like, because I'm not going to lie. Some of that drama is very funny. Like, adults arguing about homework. And you're like, okay, this is numbing me. Like, I don't need to feel anything when I watch this after, <laughs> after working or something. Did you hear about the wedding? Did you guys hear about the Disney oh, wedding? That, uh, yeah, the um, Am I the Asshole post. Did you see that? I, I have seen someone's wedding on there and she had, I think it cost like $500,000 or something. So yes, they can get very, very expensive. But the one that is going around right now is these two people, um, basically one of the parents, like one, either the bride or the groom's parents helped pay for it. And they set aside a certain amount of money for food. And instead of feeding their guests, they use that money to get 30 minutes with Mickey and Minnie. <laughs> and they're like are we like are we the assholes like we said that there was like food around so I'm pretty sure they must have done it like in Epcot or something and they're like you can just go to another pavilion and get food it's hard to tell from the yeah and so everyone's like if you didn't serve me food at your wedding because of Mickey and Minnie you're crazy you're the worst person I've ever met you're the worst person I've ever seen and that tweet came from someone who works at Barstool Sports and I was like okay you can just say you're not going to go to the wedding yeah. I think like your wedding is, you definitely have to warn people. If you, you have, have to warn people or you could have it during the day. Like, like a cash bar or like a, this, you know, cash bar. You have to like tell people. Yeah. Like you can warn people mm -hmm. ahead of time or you could have a morning to noon. Like you could have a wedding at non-eating times. I did see um, a post or a, I remember reading something in like the New York Mag and New York Times about weddings like you should pay for everything because it's like inviting someone to your house and you're like oh that'll be five dollars for that glass of water and i was like that makes sense that yeah. amount makes sense yeah i saw something once that was like um maybe your ceremonies for you but you're throwing a party and parties are for guests yeah which i get but i don't, I don't know the mickey many of it all to say we forewent food because of this or be, to be hmm. is there somebody out there that could tell us that because if not currently i'm on 40th street and 8th avenue and there's about 20 mickey and minis two blocks <laughs> away and i guarantee you they'll do it for 10 percent of that that would be so funny if you had a times square a times square mickey mouse at your wedding i'm literally gonna do that. i'm gonna suggest that to oh, my you're back for a party you know, i was gonna say are there are there people like if that person came to your wedding and you had to pay them to show up, you would forego food to have this person at your wedding. Taylor Swift. But other than Taylor Swift, I would not do that. Okay, fair enough. Christopher? Amy Winehouse. I know she's around. Like, or Amy Winehouse or Whitney Houston. Like, you know how they do those um, virtual... <laughs> Sorry. Those virtual um, singing people. Sorry. Hologram. Mm -hmm. Hologram, yeah. I'd, I, I, I'd forego food for that. Really? You forgo food for just a hologram? <laughs> yeah. See, you're saying, yeah. I'm trying to think if there's anyone else that I'm like, I would I would actually starve people in order to have them at my wedding. But if Tiger Banks so. would officiate my wedding, <gasps> I would not feed my guests. I, yeah, are you, with your wedding, are you having an officiating or priest or? Oh, so we're getting married at um, my church that I grew up in. Hopefully. So here, here's the thing with my church. Um, the Methodist church is trying to decide if they're going to split over gay marriage. And we're not really sure which way my church is going to go. But my sister says it's not happening until 2024. And we're getting married in February. So we're like, 
maybe we'll miss the decision. I have. Which one are they going to pick? I, my parents seem to think that they'll go with whatever the church goes with, like the, whatever the, like, governing body of the church is. Sure. The, the conference, I guess. And they think that our church will go with that because we have some really uber like conservative Methodist churches who have already broken off in my hometown. So, so kind of like if they haven't done it by now, they're not going to. Yeah. So I think they're going to go the more progressive route, but my dad thinks people will leave the church because of gay donors, you know, it all comes down to the dinero. Yeah. Well, and we'll, I mean, my parents will leave if they say like, yeah. if they don't permit gay marriage. So it's, interesting i'm like hopefully i don't get married and then next year we find out that my church is like a bigot <laughs> like let's hope that it all turns out well and nobody's like mm. i'm i love that i'm like acting like i'm a public figure and anyone will ever care where i get married but i just keep thinking about like blake lively getting married at a plantation and, and i'm like bad. you got to do research people <laughs> Well, say what you said earlier about how like 90% of wedding planning in the South is making sure your venue was never a plantation. That. <laughs> Where my dad lives in Alabama, they are na newly naming developments ex-plantation. What? Yeah. Well, they're like, that's what's sad here. Because it sounds rich. It, truly. And they put these um, like artificial windmill or like turbine things like um what's it called like a water wheel but like yeah. the water doesn't go anywhere doesn't power anything so they just like built this for excess waste wow it's wow. Great. very <clears throat> interesting okay well we totally we totally got off track i did want to ask you are you the oldest so it's just you and your brother i'm the eldest you're the oldest okay that makes sense we've got a lot of oldest okay. elf and an aquarius oh, okay uh-huh <laughs> Is your, is your brother, like, was, was he, a, was he a good girl <laughs> as well? Uh, no, he got in trouble. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. yeah him and his friends, because we, then we went to the same private all boys school, um, and him and his friends, they, they were mischief. They were, they would cause a. They were naughty. When he, when he started, um, everyone was like, Michael is very different from Christopher. <laughs> Our personalities are so different. That is interesting. My my siblings are all were super different too. Although I would say that we were all like big rule followers, which I'm curious why. I don't know. I'm like, what did my parents put in the water that we all followed the rules and were like terrified to break them? But other than that, we're very different people, I would say. Yeah, my sister and I were both major rule followers, but I was a big rule follower. I wasn't yeah, I was a rule follower because I saw no reason to break rules. And it what made me really mad is when people broke rules and didn't get punished. So Catholicism turned me into a lifelong tattletale. I still feel this way. Like I hate people who prank other people. So the whole the whole joke is that you got me to trust you and then just kidding, I shouldn't trust you anymore. What's up with that? Yeah, what's up with that? I have a crusade against pranking. I was gonna say, is this a bit mm. in the making? It's not a bit in the making. It's, I think I feel so strongly about it. I don't even know how to joke about how strongly I feel about pranks. Like a lot of those, you know, those um, videos of people like pranking people on the street. I'm like, sometimes it goes really far. I'm like, that's not funny. Yeah. Or like the spouses. We were talking about this last week. The oh, spouses, those, yes. bizarre. those relationships, it's something else. Like who's sense of that? All those TikTokers that like sit down there like, get how I wake up in the morning. So you woke up put your camera down, fix the lighting, and pretended to, like, get out of bed. Like, I, everything's perfectly framed. All those, like, couples that do that. No. 
maybe it's, maybe because I'm jealous because I want that. But I'm honestly a little bit. Yeah. I'm honestly afraid of the LeBrant family. They scare me. Wait, I don't know them. You probably recognize their faces. They all look exactly the same. Are there children? Involved? Yes, there's like three. Okay, I don't feel like I know any TikTokers that. Have- oh, it's the farm. Is this the Mormon farm lady? Oh, because they also just. Oh, these um, are different farmers. I don't know if they're farmers, but they did just release like this really weird. Oh, it says the LeBrant fam. I thought this was the, the LeBrant farm. Oh, There's no. this um, ballet farmer person who like used to be in ABT, I think. And now she's um, has a farm with her like 18 children. 13 million subscribers. Wow. The LeBrant family. Do you know yeah. the bank, by the way? That's, that's very intense. Wow. They just had one that was really wild I believe it was them oh yes they made an abortion documentary that has four million views so like anti-abortion I'm assuming yeah, uh, yes <laughs> yep and the takes on it are just really really wild oof oh they have a child named Everly spelled e-v-e-r-l-e-i-g-h oh and here we are I'm looking through their most recent videos they got the gender of our baby wrong parentheses prank on my family oh <laughs> <laughs> uh i mean some of those ones that i see like i'm just it's but you know those things like it's i think tina Fey said it or something when she began watching a lot of those she goes is that what's funny now yeah <laughs> it's, just, like, humor, like. it's just content they push out because they're daily vloggers right they i mean sometimes i like i mean look good for them i'm like they're hustling i'm like yeah. can't can't knock that they're hustling mm-hmm. they're making money so have you guys like, ever gotten on a daily vlogger stint where like you start no. watching somebody and then you watch them for like two months and then you're oh like, i i have done that i <laughs> have done that i went back and i was like i feel like i knew this person i was like christopher like no you better get out of this now like go to bed if you're wondering if there's daily disney vloggers there are and those are the ones that i watch i, I know one we've, we've oh yes this, right? she's, yeah. on a, she's on a daily vlogger she just like makes videos oh okay but there are people who like vlog every but there's a guy that, um, I'm not sure his name is, I think, was it, because I, I, I used to do a bit about it in my set, um, about the Disney water, and go around drinking of the Disney water. Oh, yeah, uh, you're fired. Yeah, he got fired, he got banned. Um, Wait, what was he doing? He was putting his water bottle into each of the Disney fountains and drinking the fountain water. Is that bad? Yes, because it was, like, not like a water fountain, like, all of the fountains on property. Uh-huh. Like, where birds poop and things. Okay, so it just grows. It's gross, but like also filled with chemicals. And yeah, people like to touch it. Is there chlorine? Yeah. Yeah, and then it also like was like, I think like drinking like a small world water and things like that. Like I was like, um, no. And you're simply not allowed to do that. And then he- What was his job? They didn't say. Um, he just like worked in the park somewhere. It wasn't like he was something. Cinderella. <laughs> well. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You never know. That's so interesting. Yeah, I've never really gone down the. I've never been like a big YouTube girl. Like, I'll watch So You Think You Can Dance videos on YouTube, occasionally Dancing with the Stars, but I find them boring because the stars are never good at dancing and ice skating. Those are the things I watch on YouTube. I went through like a comedy phase, but I had I stopped that. Wait, you might be able to help me here. Um, why is Kat Dealey famous? She's a model, and then So You Think You Can Dance. No, but before, how did she get so you think oh, was you can she, dance? Was she famous oh. in Australia? She's Australian, right? She's Australian, yeah. Yeah, she's British. Wait, she's British. Is she? Yeah, she's British. Uh, I'm pretty sure she's. Yeah, this is she, embarrassing. Oh, not Kat. Not, oh, you, not the actress from Two Broke Girls. 
No, D-E-E-L-E-Y, Kat Dealey. She's English. Oh, Kat Dealey. Yeah, she's British. Okay, um, sorry about that. She's like, um, like, she was like a, a TV host in like uh, the UK in like the 90s. She just came out of nowhere. She did. And yeah, she, she like, like those teen shows in like the 90s, I think. And she like really wasn't very good when she started, but that was part of the fun of watching it is we would just make fame and we would just make fun of Kat Dealey. Well, like the first, ep- the first season of American Idol, I remember re-watching that a two year during COVID, mm-hmm. like, during like quarantine or whatever, lockdown. Yeah. Um, and I was like, Ryan Seacrest is like so long ago. And then now he's like this mega entertainment conglomerate. Yeah, was he's- he bad in the beginning? They were just yeah, that was good. Yeah. yeah, it's not as good. Yeah. He was so young because he's not that old now. And that no. was he, he got it. for a host, like hosts only get it like late 20s, early 30s for those kind of shows. He was like early 20s. Well, good for Ryan. Yeah. I love that um, Ryan Seacrest, they make, they have, uh, what is the character they have on BoJack Horseman? That's Ryan Seacrest, but he is oh, or something. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like Seacrest. He's yeah. one of those people that my mom will like call me and be like, so I watched him on the Today Show and he just seems like a good guy. And I'm like, thanks for sharing. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm thrilled to hear that. So he's got, funny. He's got that Midwest charm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but with that California cool. And then also he's short, so he has something to prove. <laughs> Hollywood, there we go. Hollywood. That's the best thing about Ryan Seacrest is you don't know, but he's very small. Small man. That's like when I met like Zach Efron. He's 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 short too. Yeah, he's like five eight, right? Yeah, it was five eight. I was like, oh. When did you meet Zach Efron? I met Zach Efron at the American Idol. I think it was the American Idol after party five years ago. Wow. Oh yeah, I was there for like some uh, show that I did, and out in LA, um, it was very Hollywood. It was very fun. Mm-hmm. Very fun. Um. And yeah, I met him at an after party. That's so cool. Was he nice? He was not. Actually, yeah, I think he was really nice. I'm sure everybody too. I don't know. I feel like in any situation, people are just like, where are you from? Like, I feel like you can just like become the center of attention anywhere because people are just like, your accent is really pretty. (laughs) Where are you from? I don't know what my accent is these days. It goes like in and out. Like, you know, I coach acting and um, some of my students are like, Sometimes you sound American, sometimes you sound Australian, sometimes you sound British. I'm like, I don't even know who I am. I don't it's even very subtle, I will say. It's it's yeah. Well, I've also noticed like you'll go to quote somebody and I think you're gonna do an American accent, but it was just you fell out of it for a second. <laughs> like you've yeah. done that a few times. If I'm if I have like a drink or something, then it, then I become really Aussie. And I get really loud, like really obnoxious Australian. And it's um, just slang, like you're not yeah. even speaking English. <laughs> yeah, same day, yeah. But I've become such a jaded New Yorker now, like oh this city i'm i'm so jaded how long have you lived in new york she yelled at me last week for saying the word jaded she's in new york she's like no you're not jaded you've got experience <laughs> like, yeah. on the other night i was leaving i was on the two train downtown leaving the studios at like 2 a.m right um and a guy shot on next to me on the subway just took a shit and i didn't even blink i just saw him do it and i was like all right and then i just walked out to get the car i just, just like didn't even phase me Wow, I think that would phase me still. I've I've been here seven years. I think it would take fifteen to not be phased by it. I saw I saw a bear butt on the bus the other day, and I was like, on the bus, huh? I, oh, <laughs> I, love, the bus, I love the bus in New York City. No, it's the thing. I I think I just feel like not like the buses are just um 
different because it's just not as much off and on. Mm-hmm. So like, I just feel like I see less stuff happen on the bus. Yeah. Um, so it was like more a, time. Yeah, it was like <laughs> a bare butt on the bus. Um, yeah, Becca asked, how long have you been in the city? 12 years. 12 years. Yeah, that's a good long stint. Yeah, well, yeah, 12 years in, in August. So you moved here straight from Australia I to did, active? One, I did like one and a half years of college in Australia. Okay. My parents down with my nan. So I told my nan first. I said, yeah. I'm sort of crying at like 19. I said, I can't do this anymore. I'm going to become an actor. I can't do this. She's like, Christopher, okay, let's sit mom and dad down. And we're going to tell them together. So we sit down and my nan goes, Chris, Diana, Christopher wants to tell you guys something. And I'm sure they thought um and sat down in the formal living room she goes Christopher tell your parents and I'm like well I want to drop out of college and become an actor and dad's like what I said well dad I've been doing it since I've been like 12 um and then they and then I remember my nan told me my mom pulled her aside she's why'd you why'd you put this into his head She's oh, like, his whole life. Um, and then it took them like 24 hours, and then dad and mom said, Okay, well, if you want to do it, like let's do it. Um, I've got I've got I've really got the best parents, like they're the best. That's great. Cheers to your nan and cheers yeah. to your parents. Yeah, nan, my, my nan's a rock star. Yeah, she's good. That's really cool. So the rest of your family's still in Australia? Yeah, my brother's in Sydney. He goes moved to Singapore like a month, you know, he's like trades oil, so he's got like Oh. and I'm just like butterfly and then mom and dad are between like Sydney Melbourne and other they just pop around living their best life without without their two boys worrying about me in the big city even at 30. <laughs> I think parents have to worry about you when you move to New York it's like part of the deal oh, yeah my mom couldn't speak to me for three days because she was like just so upset that her big boy wasn't at home anymore mm-hmm. every time I listened to Enrique Iglesias um turn off the lights or something she would just start crying <laughs> it was very very sweet it was That's very so cute. yeah it's super cute so i haven't seen them for like three four years now so oh wow i wow. see them at christmas but i'd like them to come over and um especially during the summertime because we're doing so many shows and stuff and it'd be fun for them mm-hmm. yeah. cool do you want to move on to our next segment, segment? yeah so i guess Bringing it down a little. Bringing it down a little bit. It seems like your move to New York was what made it happen, but we want to, so if we ask what makes you good, or what made you a good girl, and then what made you a sad girl. Um, so I'll just give you the floor. Yeah, that was, that was a lot, but I traveled a lot. I was always super independent growing up. Like, of course, I'm super close to my parents, but they, it, it, like my mom moved to London when she was 18. My dad moved to Australia when he was 17 with like 150 bucks in his pocket. So it was bound to happen to either me or my brother. It's in our blood. Um, but I think um, realizing that rules are sometimes made to be broken and question the authority and not in, um, oh, a defensive way, but let's talk about both sides. Like actually have an academic discussion about this or a, a, a live conversation. So you can see both sides of, of the coin. Or, there's what, there's, you know, they say there's three points of view, right? Or three stories when something happens. It happens the victim, the user, and then what really happened. Mm-hmm. That was a very deep analogy. But in law, I think that's one of the things. And I think when I understood that, especially going to drama school and moving here with knowing no one, um, that made me like, oh, fuck, I can 
I mean, it was always me. Like when I go back, a lot of people are like, oh, you just become more Christopher, which I think probably helped maybe moving away from home, mm-hmm. um, coming into my own, because that was like a hard thing for me. I think growing up really Catholic, um, that took a while. Um, and then I also think that's just growing up because girls mature faster than boys. Like we, our guys, we're, we're so stupid. So we don't really get who we are until we're like 25. I'm sorry, girls. Like we're so, I, I apologize for our sex because we're, we're really stupid. <laughs> we accept your apology. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Like the thought of like, because I've talked about this a lot in therapy of like feeling like I have to be kind of a different person in different spaces and like at work I'm one person and at home I'm another and um, I think honestly starting comedy kind of helped me stop doing that because I was like well I gotta be myself on stage or else nobody's gonna trust me and so then I had to figure out who myself was. Yes and you can you can't wear a mask when you're doing stand-up the audience will figure it out as soon as you're out there. Mm-hmm. That's the best thing for me to do when my old manager said to start doing stand-up just for the fun of it like I love doing stand-up um and that's that probably helped a lot because you can't because you, you, you can't get away with anything the audience will know acting I think you can a little bit but still you still got to be really truthful I know who you are to play these great roles but I think at stand-up helped me push it out just that extra little nudge um for it and realizing it's not like you can change who you are but seeing people and people like being seen and people like being heard yeah like the vulnerability i think people like yeah they, i think they appreciate when you meet someone and i at least i try to relate to them somehow um and be vulnerable because people aren't especially in this, especially in this day and age everyone's obsessed with their phones no one has that connection so when they meet someone that says something about them that maybe is not the norm or they own it, own it to something. It's quite shocking. They're like, oh, that's a human person. I can trust them. That's really interesting. I think also like, I don't know. I feel like TikTok is really big for this of like feeling like, like, I feel like when you're a child, you're like, this experience that's happening to me is only happening to me. I am the only person in the entire world who has this thing, whether it's good or bad or whatever. Like I'm the only person who worries, you know, like, I used to get really worried when my parents would leave. I used to, I still do. I get worried when my parents would like go anywhere. And I would be like, what if they're like getting in a car crash or like something like that. And it would like, it would just haunt my brain. And now that I'm an adult, I'm like, this happens to a lot of people. I was not the only person, but I was like, I'm there's weird. also a name for it. And there's tools to help with yeah. that as well. And yeah. I think like t- what TikTok does that I think is interesting is like, it brings people together in such a specific way. And so you're like, oh my God, this is me. And it's like, it's also a lot of us. It's like this beautiful shared experience that we didn't know. Also, this to my students on Tuesday night. I said, we, as humans, we're a lot more similar than we are, than we are different, in my opinion. Like, I tell my students, we don't go to the movies to see the movie stars. We don't go to the Broadway to see the Broadway, to Broadway theater to see the stars. We go to see ourselves. That's why we cry when Viola cries. That's why we laugh when Robin Williams, because we see ourselves. Mm. Um, in that. And I think, um, you know, one of my teachers in high school said, like, told our class, we were like 13. Um, he told me two things. He said, you haven't lived until you've seen another man's penis, which was very interesting to tell 13-year-old boys. Very. Um, in a Catholic school? That was, that, that was a non-denominational all-boys school. Okay. Um, and then he said, uh, the 
bare necessities a human needs to survive is sex once a week, clean drinking water, a warm place to sleep, and two hot meals a day. That's all we need as humans. And I think about that a lot. Like, we don't need this extra shit. I think the older I've gotten, the less I've cared. Like, I used to, like, love material six things. Right now, I couldn't care less. I also feel like New York does that to you, where it's like, it's a, it is a burden and it is, it is too, like having too much stuff, it like, it it really just diminishing returns because then you have to house it, you have to move it, Mm -hmm. you have to bump into it in your tiny apartment and you're already making so many sacrifices. It feels like every dollar you spend here is. Yeah, it's true. You walk out the door, you spend $50. Mm Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's a fact. You can't um, throw something away without spending $10. Like you can't leave, I can't leave my apartment to put stuff in the trash without spending $10. Definitely. And I think I was telling my mate the other day, I um, just realized I had left Washington somewhere and things been there for two months. Um, <laughs> so I'm pretty sure they've gotten rid of it and it was a lot. But I have so much stuff over the past 12 years I and I've never thrown out any of my clothes. Not socks, not underwear, nothing. Or like maybe socks and underwear. But I was like, oh, my apartment, like my bedroom feels like a little bit bigger the past couple of months. Yeah, because I've gotten rid of like a quarter of my clothes probably. Like just old t-shirts and pajamas and things that like I've bought from Australia. Like I had t-shirts that I bought from Australia that I've had since I was 15. I still fit into my swim gear from when I was 15 years old. Wow. That's I can't say the same. All of those getting ready for summer. I wore a lot of boy shorts swimming. So lucky, happy to say I've graduated past that. I was wearing the I was wearing the children's place until I was like fourteen. Oh, lucky me! <laughs> no, it was um, it is still designed for children. Like it was uh, obvious I was wearing children's clothing. Yes. Mm-hmm. It was. <laughs> you through the phase where you loved eating off the kids' menu. Like I still love eating off the kids. Oh, menu. I still do. I'm actually upset in New York. There's usually not kids' menus, and I would love to be like you know what I want is a small side of mac and cheese and you don't have that for me. Mm-hmm. Well, I just want some chicken fingers and some fries when I'm at the bar. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't like big meals anymore. And you have to get like an appetizer chicken tenders. And then if you want fries, you have to separately get fries. It's like, no, this should be an option. I should be able to get a happy meal everywhere. And a waffle is $14. <laughs> What's in waffles that makes them $14? Like a Belgian waffle oh, at a diner? Really? Waffles or pancakes growing up in Australia, like it wasn't a thing. Like pancakes really? was like this big famous thing. Like we never, I never had pancakes growing. What is breakfast like in Australia? Um, cereal, toast. Um, it's cereal or toast, eggs, avocados, toast. Yeah, that's what that's what we only had. Like cereal, eggs, toast. So you're not like a big meat. Very like, I'll, 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 like in our family, like our breakfast and lunch was like very white, I would say. And then dinner was like when dad would cook and mom would like do really good lasagna, really good pasta. And my dad's a fantastic fucking cook. Oh, just that's awesome. Oh, the best. Like, yeah, really good. So that's mm-hmm. when we get creative. I remember my, my old coworker who was Australian and he said they moved back after like, I think he was here for like eight years or something. And he was like, the thing I miss most about home is like fresh, like fruits and avocado and stuff like at breakfast. And he was like, I love seeing all these Australian cafes popping up, but like 
now I'm leaving. <laughs> he's like, but I think, yeah, I think the recipes here and like around the world are better. But the thing is, in Australia, the produce is so fresh. Mm-hmm. Like, right. I miss That's- the Australian supermarkets a lot. That's why I didn't need to make these elaborate elaborate funky breakfasts that are pancakes with syrup with sprinkles but the sprinkles are also chocolate chips and then it may, looks like a clown because you had you had fruit <laughs> yeah i mean i that blows my mind sometimes like and i, I haven't had the concept fruit. of ihop blows your mind <laughs> yeah like i mean pancakes with like ice cream at breakfast i my parents would never god i wasn't allowed to watch the simpsons <laughs> wait that's actually a good question were you like restricted on stuff that you watched and like content and things like that I uh, was allowed to watch the simpsons until i went to high school because the simpsons and south park i mean they're genius the writing's genius mm-hmm. uh, and that's what i did love about i mean i loved going i loved high school i really liked my time in high school because we got to dissect south park we got to dissect Simpsons and then so my parents had to let us watch it. That's cool. Like for school you did? Yeah, one of our first English projects in grade eight, we had to dissect um find all the um uh like the pop culture references in um the Simpsons. I remember I think the episode I did was Sending the Clowns and then I was like figured out at 13 who Sondheim was and I was like, fuck, this is that's amazing. I'm seeing company next week. I'm so excited. I come. Oh, company is so good. Good. Oh, I'm so yeah. excited. Have you ever seen it? You've seen it live before, or no? I know. I've only seen um the recordings on. Online. Okay. It's so good, but I don't know how I feel about. I love that Bobby's a woman, but then it makes the three um, you could drive a person crazy like that trio. I don't know if I like them being men. Oh, interesting. Well. We'll have a chat next week. We'll have a chat. We'll have a chat next week. I heard it's really fun. But it's so, it's my favorite musical. I think it's definitely top five. Like Cabaret, um, Company, Into the Woods. I'm going to say Wicked. Okay, say it. Love it. Say it. We are Wicked Truthers. Um, And I did love Cats for a long time. I've never seen Cats live, but we did it for my dance performance and I loved it this like the soundtrack I listen to it all the time I was I was in the rum tum tugger the rum tum tugger the guy who played it like we all had such a big crush on it's impossible (laughs) have you guys seen that tiktok trend that's like he's a this um he's he's a seven but he x y and z so it's like He's a four, but he plays rum tum tugger. Ten. Ten. That's hilarious. That's so like, you grew up doing ballet as well, right? I did, yeah. Did you? Um, I did oh, a lot yeah. of I did a lot of musical theater growing up. Yeah, I grew up like dancing as well. So yeah. yeah. I need to take a ballet class. We were talking like two records ago. We were talking to our friend and she was like, Yeah, I take dance classes all the time. And I was like, oh. I need to start doing that because it brings me so much joy and then it makes my body hurt so badly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I need to do it. Yeah, I need to get I've been taking dance class for four years. I, pre-pandemic, it was a weekly ritual. I would take tap class. I live pretty close to steps. And so I would go take tap and it was amazing. And then like, that's the one thing you can't do in your apartment. Even if you have yeah. a lot of space, it's too loud. For a while, no one lived below me because they moved out. And so I tapped like three times and then it was like, I can't in good conscience do this. Like karma's going to get me so bad if I'm tap dancing in my apartment building. Love tap, a good, a good time step. 
yeah. a good time step. That's the one thing about company, not a lot of dancing, but you do get to see Patti Lapone do her best at dancing. And that is a good time. Oh, right now I'm even more excited. Also, happy birthday, Liza Minnelli. She's turning 100 today. Oh, 100? Wow. I mean, yeah. But, yeah, know. still. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, I, to, I would, to see her at the palace, I'd pay good money to go back in time. Liza Minnelli's not dead. No, like, oh, Judy Garland. Oh, my oh, God. I was like, I was like, I just went with it. I was like, yeah, I don't know. Because I follow a Twitter account that's called Liza Minnelli Outlived, and it's just like dumb stuff. But I was like, they would have posted if Liza oh, Minnelli so died. Funny. I was like, oh, like, guys. Did you see the video of Liza Minnelli going to the Oscars in the Kurt Russell? No, a cigarette. Uh, sorry. <laughs> There's a video of um, Liza Minnelli on the way to the Oscars this year, just having a cigarette in an Uber. She's like, oh, I'm very excited, guys. Taking the puff. Wait, so would you, if you were getting married, mm-hmm. would you pay to have Liza Minnelli officiate your ceremony instead of having uh, having food? Yeah, that's what it is. Yep. <laughs> I, yeah, I could do that, yeah. 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 yeah, honestly, I'm like, there are some famous people, like, I think my friends would rather meet Taylor Swift than eat but they would not 100%. rather meet they wouldn't rather meet mickey mouse than eat well i want to make it clear that in those situations you also only get mickey and minnie for 30 minutes you do get to pick their outfits um but inside are two 21 year olds max they have they have a <laughs> lot of outfits they have graduation outfits they have different formal outfits um mickey has a different different kinds of tuxedos um, Minnie has different formal outfits. I like, want Mickey and white tails. They, they could do that. Absolutely. I was like, that's not a joke. They could do that. Um, they also, if you want them in running outfits, like maybe your marathoners, they could do that. Um, there's all kinds of people that you could actually know. They have since retired the most iconic of all of the Mickey and Minnie outfits where they would dress them up as Star Wars characters. So there's these um, and Minnie would be Leia. And so she would have her ears. And then on the side of her ears, like underneath would be like human hairstyle Leia buns. And it looks wacky. Wow. But they've retired that. We'll be doing research on this this week. I'm going out tomorrow night. I will be becoming more of a Disney adult. So I think something that you'd be into, and I think this is what a lot of people are into, is the like old wacky stuff that they did, like, and they got away with. So you should watch the defunct land um, YouTube channel. Oh, wow. I have seen, I've, it's come up on like my viewing thing because when I went to Disney World, I like planned it because I didn't realize you planned It is not for the faint of heart. One time I was in Hollywood Studios and I was waiting to meet my family. They were meeting me from another park and I had like 40 minutes to kill. So I got a beer and I waited in line to meet Mickey and Minnie. Um, and the line went really, really quickly. So I ended up drinking this whole pint of beer in like six minutes. And by the time... I got to Minnie, I like started crying. I was like, I love your dress. I love this, blah, 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 blah. And there's like 200 photos on my phone that the cast member was like taking photos of me. And at one point he leans in, he's like, did you want a photo or, and I was like, that's okay, I'm gonna go. (laughs) I was gonna say, what does one say to Mickey and Minnie knowing while you're looking at them, knowing that this might be like a college student achieving their dreams in the Disney college program, mm-hmm. dressed as Mickey. Well, did Mickey spoke back to you? No, they don't speak back to you. Oh, oh, did you meet the Mickey that um, he has pre-recorded lines? Yes, that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. I was actually really scared. 
So you didn't expect him to respond, and then he just went, no. oh, boy, get over here for a picture, and it scared you. <laughs> First, but, it's, but what weirds me out is when the adults, like, talk to, like, Cinderella, like she's, like she's real. I mean, all, like, I get it. Be happy, right? Okay, cool. But I'm like, see, that's why I love Disney adults, the imagination. Yeah. We're unstoppable. It costs a lot of money to go to the Disney World, and they're entitled. Fuck. They're they so are crazy. really bad. Those are the annual pass holders. We call them um, pass holders. No, I meant to say pass holes. Pass holes. Thank you so much. Awesome. I couldn't even get it out. I couldn't even make friends. Like, we call them pass holders. Um, we call them by their official um, But when you hug a character that like has a, so that's called a fur character, if they have a mask on, mm-hmm. they can like make kissy noises. They can go like, um, and it's actually really alarming. Um, yeah. Goofy does it. And I'm like, I feel like you want to fuck me. Anyway, well, okay, I think we can move to our next segment. Um, so we're trying to start this new thing called the Good Girl Glossary, and we're adding items to it every week, and we would love for our guests to start bringing them. So it can be anything. Like, so far on the glossary, we have um, clear mascara. We have failing the presidential fitness test, which I guess you guys didn't have because you don't have the same president, but it's um, a very intense fitness test that you take when you're like 10 years old and George Bush would sign a letter if you got it and neither Sid nor I got it despite desperately wanting it. Um, what else do we have? Oh, we have um, an obsession with lying the witch in the wardrobe. Well, basically the, the good girl glossary is anything you want it to be. So anything that you think is like a token or a phrase or a song um, that represents your good girl past. Um, I think I already know what it is. What's that song? As we go on. We Vitamin C? Vitamin C, graduation. That's it. That's my addition. That was the first thing that came to my head. That is a good one. Did what was your reaction to that song? Because I do remember being like ten years old and crying. Crying, 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 crying. crying. Yes, crying. It's like when I when I left primary school to go to high school, I cried, 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 cried. Last day of high school, cried for days. Well, I feel like vitamin C is your um, middle school to high school, and then you graduate high school and you graduate to bittersweet symphony. Oh, yeah. Because I was the uh, prom like formal like creative director. It's- the creative director of prom. I, I, I didn't get any leadership awards in high school, and everyone in uh, the like the mass right or the meeting, the I'm just sitting there. I'm like, they didn't call me for anything, and the teachers and the principal knew I was gonna be pissed off, so they created an award for me, the Sinclair Award, and the Sinclair Award. Social lead, we've created a new leadership position. Social leadership of the school goes to Christopher Chwee. And I remember my two best friends in high school, my dad hops in and I was pissed off that they made something for me. And my friends got like prefect and like sports captain or some shit like that. And my dad picked us up and I remember I go, my parents thought I was like just joking being pissed off. And I go, Maka, that's his nickname, Maka, tell him, tell dad. Well, Mr. Chui, um, they've uh, created an award and a position for Christopher. Um, he is going to be social leader of the school. <laughs> my dad like slammed on his brakes, turns around and goes, what? My son is party boy of grandma? I moved from Malaysia and he's party boy of school? He throws parties, great, I moved from Malaysia and he's party boy. It was like, I will never forget that. And he's my turns around, party boy of school? He plays parties? <laughs> 
but I'm being so heartbroken and so angry. <laughs> I thought for sure you were going to say prom king, so I'm obsessed with you being the prom, prom creative, creative director. director. Yeah, we didn't have we didn't have like prom king or prom queen, but I like to think you would have won. won. Wait, you should plan an, an adult prom in New York because I never had a prom date. Oh, done. Beck, let's talk about it. We're done. Let's do it. That would be so fun. We could raise money for something. It could all be a good prom. Yeah, yes. yeah, we could raise money for something. Yeah. I went to three proms, but I looked really ugly at each and every one of them. <laughs> I it doubt was, it. No, it was, I, I will show you. It's almost like I was trying to look bad. We're supposed to not look great. I'm not going to lie. I looked good at mine. Yeah. <laughs> we, I, I, yeah I was pretty happy with my outfit. Yeah, I, I did not like my hair my junior year. I was really upset about it. But looking back, I'm like, I looked cool. Like, I did not look cool. Basically, the problem was like my dresses didn't really fit mm, me most of the time, and small. then no too. I mean, you were too small. Oh, I was too small. <laughs> yes, I was like, sorry, yeah. not the dresses. Sid was too small. Sid was dresses too small. were normal size. Yeah. Um, and then the first year I went, I had a dress that was literally from like 2006, and I am not that old, but it was like ten dollars, and I was like, I can't wear anything else. It's cheap. I was like, it was like, it's an incredible deal. And I'll be doing a disservice to the dress if I don't wear it. Um, I did recently get my prom redemption. Sometimes I do background on SNL and I was in the SNL prom and they gave me like a really nice dress. And I looked like by far the, like 10 times hotter than I looked at any of my real proms. So I have that to look back on now. Yeah, you, your prom is SNL. Fuck, that's the best. That's yeah. Way cooler than my prom. Yeah. <laughs> um, should we... Play the game. Yes, oh, also, oh, but first, you're 100%. In- we have to officially yes. accept the nomination. Yes. Um, so the nomination is, is it called the graduation song? Uh, vitamin C, uh, vitamin C graduation friends forever. Okay, yeah. It's parentheses friends forever, right? Yes. Okay, yeah. um, I second the nomination to add vitamin C's graduation parentheses friends forever, close parentheses um, to the good girl glossary. Sid, would you like to let us know? Are you going to play it? My headphones are connected. <laughs> uh, we go on. We remember. We'll play it at the end of the episode. All the times we. Yes, but I third it and it is officially inducted. Bum, ba, da, ba, in the Good Girl Glossary. <laughs> we love it. Thank you for your submission. Sorry, okay. one second. Is vitamin C one person? I think so. I think it's just that chick. I always thought it was S Club 7 vibes, a whole group of us. Is she British? No, she's okay. American. Oh, okay. Okay, well, I think um, we can move into our final segment. Mm-hmm. I love calling it segments as I'm like, I'm just going to ask one question and then we're going <laughs> to ramble for 45 minutes and I'll ask another question. But this is our official game segment. Mm-hmm. Super fun. So Sid actually wrote this game specifically for you. Yes, because you're an actor. So the name of this game is What's the name of the game? Nunya business like show business. And <laughs> Becca did come up with that title. That's on Becca. I have one skill and it's punny names of games. (laughs) Um, So it's a very simple game. We're going to name an actor or actress and you're going to tell me if they played a priest or a nun. Oh, perfect. Your air filmography. Yes. Um, A priest, not. So the answer is like, yes, a priest or a nun or no, neither. Right. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Um, just for clarity. Just for clarity. Good point. Okay. So starting off with number one, Aubrey Plaza. Yes. Do you know what in? Uh, in that comedy, um, uh, I forget the name of it, but yeah, she did play none. Yes, it was in the Little Hours. Yeah, yes, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which is dirty, 
but watch it. Yeah, it's hilarious. I, I, I will say I had a tight butthole watching it. I was like, this is blasphemy, but I'm having a good time. <laughs> oh, yikes. Okay. Um, should I do number two? Yeah. Okay. Number two is Al Pacino. Yes. No, he never. No, I think he was in Angels in America. No, yeah. guess not. Let's find out. I don't think so. Oh, I think he was. It was Roy Cohen who was not um, the freak. No. So we're safe. Yeah, we, we were right in your <laughs> room, thank goodness. So he's in a priest <laughs> movie, but not as a priest? There is, I think, there's a rabbi in it. That's okay. Number three is Lindsay Lohan. I want to say yes. Yeah, it's kind of a trick question because she played um, the, she like was in that movie Machete from 2010. That was like her really random quick comeback. And then she like stepped back out of the limelight, but she played the nun that was like a mass murderer because they were like a team of mass murderers. But Wait, yeah, she she's a murderous nun. nun or she like dresses as a she nun? She just dresses as a nun. Okay, cool. Okay. But she's in a habit for most of the movie. Yeah, nun with a gun. Nun with a gun. Love it. Okay, um, number, what number are we on? Four? Yes. Number four is Jude Law. Yes. Yeah, that was kind of a softball. Do you in? know what in? The Pope, right? Yeah, the young Pope. Young Pope. He was so hot. I need to watch a, that. A young Pope? Okay, uh, the next one is Kristen Stewart. No. No. Correct. Correct. She would be a funny nun, though. I would like to see it. Oh, uh, yeah. I could see that. Okay, next one is Ben Affleck. No. So this, the answer is no, technically, but in the town, he does dress up as a nun to rob a bank. Ah. Uh, so it's sort of a yes oh, or yeah, that's, yeah, that's right. I remember that scene. Yeah, I don't know why, but that scene is like, honestly, the town is like maybe one of my favorite movies. And I feel very strange admitting that, but I love I've never that seen movie. it when you, because when you brought this one up earlier, you're like, uh, no, it was in the town. And then with the nuns and the blah, blah, blah. I was like, this is. <laughs> yeah, I remember the scene. Yeah. They're like, they get their guns and they like. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Uh, so that beautiful. was also in 2010. So 2010 was a big year for dressing up as a nun and killing people. <laughs> yeah, well. Because that's when um, the Lindsay Lohan one was. I well. don't think the town people were actually murderers. I want to say that because they okay. were sympathetic bank robbers. Sympathetic um, bank robbers. Also important to note is that for some reason, one of my favorite quotes from a movie when I was like younger was and excuse my language to my mom if she happens to be listening but in the town they somebody says something like well the no fucking around crew <laughs> and I used to think that was the cool I was like that's amazing I was like that is a beautiful <laughs> line like in the Boston accent which I wouldn't even begin to try to imitate but I just was like that's so good I just I loved it yeah great film incredible Relig religious experience <laughs> A religious experience. Um, okay, next one is Sarah Jessica Parker. Yes. No. Oh. oh. She gives off massive, has played a nun. Yeah, I could have seen that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, our final, our final one is Timothy Chalamet. Yes. He actually has not, but he did play a Catholic school attendee in Lady Bird. And he uh, also did play an old king or something in that movie with Robert Pattinson. I haven't seen any movies in the past couple of years, I'm realizing, as I reference these films I haven't seen. <laughs> a king is not a priest. A king is not a priest. Although, and sometimes. Yeah, it's like, it depends on the, the era. Doesn't mean if you, you would have power, but you wouldn't be. 
a king. Okay, well, thank you for playing our game. You did very well. You did very well. I'm impressed. I would have failed. We even tried to trick you on one and you got it. We tried to trick you twice. We tr- Amazing. We love it. Well, um, we are now pretty much done. Yeah. We would love to know if you'd like to pass the offertory plate, which basically just means, is there anything that you would like for people to support you in? Um, maybe, you know, put a little money in your theoretical money in your theoretical plate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can just follow me on TikTok. I'm trying to grow that. I'm trying there to get to next level. I remember when Beck hit 40,000. We're a baby brassa. It was like a Sunday last year. Remember? Yeah, I can't get to 50,000. I remember when I introduced you, I was like, she just hit 40K on TikTok. Uh, it's been a slow burn. <laughs> since my day. Uh, what's your handle? So we can follow you. Christopher Chwee. Christopher Chwee. Can you spell Chwee for the class? Yeah, Chwee is C-H-W-E-E. I love it. Thank you. Sid? Um, you can follow me, Sid King, at on Instagram at Sid period the period King. You can follow me on Twitter, where I basically just repost dumb things I see um, at Sid J King. But my display name is Little Seal Girl Living in the Real World. And you can follow me on TikTok if you want. That'd be nice. You should. I've been posting more, so you should follow me there. Um, that's also just Sid period the period King. Awesome. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at the Becca Stevenson, and you can follow me on TikTok and Twitter at the real underscore Becca, and you can follow good girls gone sad in all of those places, except for Twitter. So that wasn't true. You can only follow us on Instagram and TikTok. If, was, the, if the fans are clamoring for us to make a Twitter, yes. we could, we could figure that out. Yes, we will do it at good girls gone sad and a very fun announcement you can come see us live in New York City at Club Coming on July 20th. We will be posting more information in our Instagram and probably on TikTok as well. Mm -hmm. So you should absolutely follow us in those places that you can come see us. It's going to be a rocking good time. And as always, if you would like to contact us um, right away, you can DM us or email us at goodgirlsgonesad at gmail.com. So send in your good girl glossary submissions. Yes. And we would, as always, like to thank DJ Skip to my Luke, who created our amazing intro song. You can follow him at skip to my Luke underscore. And I just want to point out that that's like an amazing DJ name. It made the best DJ name. We love DJ Skip to my Luke. Awesome. Well, thank you, Christopher, so much. We're glad this worked out. It was, fun. It was a great way to end this week. Love it. We hope you have a great weekend and um, we'll talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Right, bye, everybody. Enjoy vitamin C. And this is how it feels.